Adam Crowley Show. I mean, I cannot believe the kind of nonsense that I am hearing right now. On ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. It is the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. We are live at the Heinz Ward Tavern 86, and we are now joined by 86 himself, Heinz Ward. Heinz, this is quite the establishment. Welcome, you got welcome, here. welcome. Yes, this is my own little uh, uh, man cave. Slash fan cave. You know, when I come back to Pittsburgh, this is kind of where I always make my pit stops here to thank the fans that still come out and support me, watch some. Uh, you got TVs everywhere. You can watch football and, of course, the great food. It's all about the food. Yeah, the food right in front of me right now. <laughs> got the black and gold burger. I was saying, I, I sweat anyhow, but I'm going to eat this burger that's got jalapenos on it and bacon. <laughs> I'm going to be drenched. Yeah, there's a party going on in, the, in your mouth with, uh, with this burger here. It's very flavorful. What made you want to get into the restaurant, Piz? Man, I don't know. I just wanted to give back. I wanted to have a place that I can call home when I come back to Pittsburgh. I do a lot of my uh, charity work here. We do a lot of wine tasting as well. And and, and I want to have my own little section that, uh, you know, i got family all over. When we come back to a couple Steelers game, that we can come here, hang out, uh, thank the fans that still are wearing my jersey. Uh, but, no, it's just great just to, you know, have a restaurant back here in Pittsburgh and still kind of giving back to the community. There are a lot of things I want to get your thoughts on, Hines. All right, let's go. Uh, first of all, the game of football, the evolution, yes. where it is today as compared to when you were playing. I mean, there's a rule now because of, of, of a <laughs> oh, block really? you may yeah, have laid. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know if you've heard. Uh, <laughs> the way the game's being played today, yes. is, it, is it the same as it was back no, then? No, it is not the same. I mean, it, it favors an offensive player, no question about it, and that's why you're starting to see inflation of numbers from crazy, you know, the numbers are just going absolutely crazy. When I came into this league, think about it. Yancey Thigpen led our organization with 85 catches. You know, that was – you were doing it big time, catching 85 right. balls. Now, I mean, you're seeing maybe 10 guys with 100 catches now. So that's the norm now. But I get it. We, you know, we want to protect our game. We want to make the game safer for our players. But at the same time, it's still the game of football. And me just looking at all the new rules changes and stuff like that, uh, I almost feel sorry for defensive guys because I don't even know what a tackle is nowadays, right? You know, you hit somebody hard, and they, it's almost instantaneously the, the ref has to throw the flag just to save his own behind, right? right? But, you know, it's still the game of football. Sometimes, you know, we, 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 we take it out on the, uh, a penalty instead of the quarterback. Maybe you shouldn't have – through the ball there, right. maybe you know, and sometimes we reward the, the offense by giving them a penalty flag rather than you know uh, saying, "Hey, next time read the correct read and don't throw that ball there." <laughs> Hines, you were so physical at the wide receiver position. Yes. So I guess the question is, would you rather have played in your time, or would you rather play now, where you probably catch 140 balls? Yes, going I out would there? much rather play now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody's catching balls, but you know what, man? I listen. I. I I don't try to compare different times. I mean, 14 years was a blessing for me. I got everything I wanted out of football. And when you reach the mountaintop, and I was blessed to reach the mountaintop twice, there's no greater feeling. It's kind of like my my football career is complete. Uh, Having played my entire career here in Pittsburgh, 
Uh, I was blessed to play in three Super Bowls. I lost that one in which I still don't. To me, I got CT when it comes to that. I just forget about that one. I have nothing to show for that Super Bowl. I gave out all my paraphernalia, books, everything, everything that I had when we lost to uh, Green Bay. What we lost to Green, Green Bay? Bay. Like I told you. <laughs> uh, but no, was, you know, you never forget the first Super Bowl. And I just remember catching that ball and jumping into the stadium and seeing the whole crazy fans, sea of black and gold, just go crazy. But then I remember when I came home, I remember it was two stories. I came home from the parade down in Disney World, and I was out of gas. So I was <laughs> I was putting gas in my car, and I remember this elderly lady was like, hey, hi, great job, but we're going to win it again. I was like, we just won this one. Let's enjoy this one. But the expectation level here in goes. Pittsburgh, this is a city of champions, so expectations coming here, coming into the season is always Super Bowl or nothing. But then I just remember uh, one fan was like, man, just thank you for letting me feel like a part of my grandparents because they used to always hear about the teams of the 70s and whatnot. So now that they have something that they can brag about during their generation, I never really thought about that. It's like not only you win for yourself and your teammates and your family, but you're winning for this city and still a nation as a group. And uh, it's just a special feeling to, to always know that they can never take that away from me. And being named Super Bowl MVP for this organization to help win the Super Bowl, it couldn't get any greater than that. Better spiral, Ben Roethlisberger or Randall L? Oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> ben throws, he can throw. And Ben has a gun. thousand miles an hour. Yes, he has a gun. You know, the story about Antoine Randall, he, that was his whole dream in life was to throw an NFL pass for a touchdown. That's all he wanted to do. He was like, listen, I'm too short. I know they don't, they're not going to give me a chance to play quarterback. I'm too short. But I want to throw the ball. So there was always debate because he played college quarterback. Right. I played college quarterback. And, and we were on the flip side. I said, listen, I know it's your dream to throw it. I want to catch a ball. <laughs> so when we had the reverse pass in the Super Bowl, uh, it was a win-win because that was something that he always wanted to do. Uh, and, and it was my dream as a kid to always catch a, a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. So Come on out, hang out with us. Uh, Heinz Ward here at Heinz Ward Tavern 86, about to – Dive into this burger here. Great yes. atmosphere. And I'll tell you what, the game's on tonight. Season game. starts. The season is here. Football's here, man. We just came off a great weekend of, of college football, man. Football season is back. So I'm extremely excited just for, you know, now I can talk football. I know we're going to talk about Le'Veon Bill pretty soon. <laughs> I'm just warming up to I'm just warming up. I know you're setting it up for me. But, man, I, I you know, just being back and just seeing all the guys just brings back a lot of great memories. So You miss it? I, I, I miss the camaraderie. I don't really miss uh, the aspect of playing, but I miss the foundation. I miss going up to St. Vincent, staying in the dorm rooms. I miss going out and seeing the fans uh, during practice. You know, and now, to me, that's where you establish the foundation to prepare yourself for the season, the upcoming year, because uh, it's a grind. It's a grind, but... You know, I've always said, you know, Steelers, with the talent that we have, it's it's, it's always, it's either Super Bowl or nothing. You know, it's always right. about Super Bowl. Now, your body, 
You look good. I feel good. It's feeling good? I feel good. good. I feel great, man. I, I, you know, I did the Ironman a couple of years ago, so now I'm taking care of my body, and now I'm on this new keto kick. You nice. Know, I, I don't do bread and stuff, so, you know, I still eat the burger. I just don't eat it without I, – I take the bun off. But the bun is so tasty and buttery and flavorful, and uh, sometimes I get tempted, and I can't eat the fries, of course. But, uh, no, keto has kept my weight down and enabled to uh, – uh, now, every now and then, I, I have my cheat days, but that's like once a month I can do a cheat day. But I'm really serious on keto, this keto kick now, man. I'm enjoying every minute of it. Hines, who would you say was your favorite teammate with the Steelers? Oh, man, to it, it, is, it is tough. I mean, I just had a it's, – it's like you don't have a favorite brother. You know, you just have – you have some brothers that annoy you sometimes, uh, <laughs> but I love my brothers to death. So I had, a, I had some guys that annoyed me sometimes, but then I had guys that – you know, for whatever reason, man, we just kicked it together. But, you know, I've, I've joked. That's what I miss most. I miss sitting around a table with Jerome, uh, Joey Porter, James Harrison, James Ferrier, Troy Palomalu, Deshae Townsend. I mean, we would sit there and literally we would come into the building probably about 6.30. We'll all work out. We'll practice. We'll watch our films. And then we'll just be sitting in a locker room in our little players' lounge and literally be there to about 8 o'clock and really just talking about life, just talking about all the different scenarios that we're all going to, man, that's what I miss most because you just don't get that now. You know, there's no workplace that can simulate that type of environment where you're still competing and then you still have love for one another. And it's literally, I think I hung out with more with my teammates than I did my own family. Now I'll do the transition. Ah, now I, let's get come on. Let's get into this. Let's, Le'Veon let's Bell. get into okay. the late Bell Le'Veon stuff. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. What, what do you want to ask me? Well, about? well, to your point about the camaraderie. Did your teammates understand where you were coming yes, from? Yes, and that that was a big support uh, when I held out. When I did, man, teammates they call me each and every day, and the way they say, "Hey, we understand this a business. It's nothing against us for you not being here." Uh, and I remember vividly some of my teammates. There were a couple guys who dropped the ball at practice, and my teammates were saying, "Hey." You gotta sign Hines. You gotta sign him because he ain't dropping those passes. I mean, but that's that's just the understanding the business aspect of it. Because at some point, as a player, you will be put in a position the same as Le'Veon Bell. You know, it's unfortunate sure. for Le'Veon to be in the position to get franchised once is already tough. And running backs, we all know, you hit the age of thirty and no one cares anymore. You know, that's the only position I think. You have to be sensitive to because when you hit 30 and running back, that's like 40 as uh, can't really say 40 as a quarterback because Tom Brady is 41, right? But you know, you just that's the only position that your lifespan, uh, league-wise, you only have a small window to kind of you know jump on, maximize the most opportunity. And the way that the Steelers use Le'Veon Bell, I mean, over 400 touches last year. That's just crazy. That's insane. So. Uh, I, I get the business aspect sure. of it, but the thing I think, uh, as a fan or as a former player, you can't you can't you can't treat it personal on both sides. You can't you can't one minute say hey it's about the money, and then the next minute be like oh man you know him against the the teammates or organization. So you you can never take this situational uh, this situation personal. Some of his teammates did. I don't think it's about the money, though, when they, when they kind of freaked out in the locker room. yesterday, Marquise Pouncey had some things to say, as did Ramon Foster. I think it's because they expected Lev to be there, and then 
They just he wasn't there. But I, they went off assumptions though because he went there last year. That's and true. That's, that's not that's not fair to Le'Veon Bell because if you go get franchised for two years straight, you ask any player in the league, nobody wants that. That doesn't guarantee you longevity. He already said he wants to be a stiller. He wants to be a stiller for life. He wants that. But for whatever reason, they couldn't come to terms on a contract. Right. And, 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 and it is what it is. That's the business aspect of it. But, you know, I understand now that I'm retired and I see, I see the toll, that, especially for a running back, that it takes on no your doubt. body because you're getting hit every play. If you don't have a football, you got to score every time you touch the football, which is not going to happen. So you're going to get tackled. Then when you're not, when you don't have the ball, you got to pass protect. <laughs> so every play of the game, you're getting hit in every aspect. So I, I, I get it. So I, I, I try to side to, uh, I understand the business aspect of it, but at the same time, I still want Le'Veon Bell to be out there to help the Steelers win the Super Bowl. So, and I think that's where you kind of get mixed up with the emotions sure. of it. We need this guy to get to where we want to go. I mean, we have a great team. Exactly. But then uh, you understand, and I just think uh, for people who they can't understand $14 million, they look at it and that's like $14 million. Well, you take half of that goes to taxes. So it's $7 million, right? But it just shocked me to hear other players talk about other players' contracts, you know, because – they they forgot Le'Veon Bell bought them thirty seven almost a thirty thousand dollar watches probably less what during Christmas time right and now I'm pretty sure it, you know to hear all the responses that he's getting back from the offensive line that's shocking to him and so that's whenever or if he ever comes back that's something that they're gonna have to repair somewhere within that locker room because you hear some of the stories and, and let me tell you that's it's hurtful. You know, if a guy goes out there and, 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 and do the things, yes, you can't win with one man. But well, Le'Veon Bell is probably one of the top two guys, uh, all-purpose guys in the it league. The sure way we utilize it, yes, it, it helps. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. I just think it's 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 unfortunate uh, for Pittsburgh to be in the situation that they're in because you know no player wants to get franchised back-to-back years, especially at the running back position because of the longevity uh, for running backs. And Le'Veon, well, he's 27 now. His window of opportunity is three years, and he wants to maximize on that. And he felt like, I gave you guys one year of a franchise tag, and I showed up, and I was here. And and I think some of the players just assumed that, oh, he would be back. But it's a different element now because this is – you can't franchise guys three years straight. Can't, Can't do it. Right. So it's like this is the last year, and for Le'Veon Bell, Bell, I just understand him trying to maximize his potential earnings for for his future. Hines, last thing here before I know you're busy. I know you got to sure. run. No uh, problem. Uh, Mike Tomlin is a head coach. Yes. What do you think about? What did you think about your time spent with him? You know what, man? I've learned a lot. You know, just dealing with you have to deal because times have changed in dealing with athletes and players and and things like that, new age, and social media is different, right? So you get guys that are just going crazy. Like, when I played, we didn't worry about social media, you know, but now you see guys tweeting out before the game. It's like, are you worrying more about the likes and try to bring fans into your own world? Or do we need to be focused on the Baltimore Ravens? For me, it's all about Baltimore Ravens. When we played, I was just totally focused in on that, so – I've learned a lot. You know, I did training camp last year, man, and I enjoyed every moment. 
working with uh, Juju Smith and, and Martavis and Eli and, and uh, Antonio. So I had a blast doing that. I really, I really felt like, you know, even though I'm no longer playing, I felt like I was still one of those leaders on the team to help give these guys as much knowledge that I that I know. It's kind of crazy that players were coming up to me because they were they were scared to go to the coaches because they was like, <laughs> you know, but they would come up to me and talk to me. So it was kind of cool to still have that impact on it. But uh, I've learned a lot from Mike Tomlin just in the sense of how do you deal with certain players and stuff like that. But there's a lot of pressure on, on from Mike T. I, I really think, I mean, with the talent that we have, uh, there's no excuses for us not to be – uh, winning Super Bowls, you know, you would just think the, all, the, the, the the collective talent on offense alone, that's probably the best talent sure. <laughs> that I've seen yeah. in a very long time. You know, I, I you would have to go back to Franco Harris and Lynn Swan and Stallworth and put all them together, and, 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 and that was a, a crazy, crazy offense. But then, you know, you got the best – receiver in the game you got one of the best running backs in the game and then ben is is one of the top five guys in the league you would just assume our offensive line we have that continuity those guys been together that you know you would expect us to to kind of still be there not just winning games but winning championships especially in this town you know the city of pittsburgh that's what we're accustomed to that's what it's all about is winning super bowls and anything less than a super bowl to me is, is a failure and and that's the mindset that i think the city has i think that the team should have you know and it's unfortunate right now that we're doing more we're we're more of a distraction than us focusing on winning a super bowl and that's kind of that's changed because even when I held out at the time, I never wanted to be a distraction. I didn't want people talking about the contract and, 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 and the relationship that I had right. with my teammates during that time was, was helpful for me because they understood the business side of it, so they never took it personal when I held out at, when I went through my time. Heinz, really great stuff. Awesome place. Go Appreciate out there. you guys, man. Meet the Appreciate people. It. I got to meet the people, man. Thank you guys for coming on out. But uh, come on out to Tavern 86, man. I like to pop in and and show my face and serve the people and surprise them. Just, man, I appreciate all the love that they've given me over my time here in Pittsburgh. Thanks again, Heinz. Oh, appreciate no problem. It. Anytime, guys. That's Heinz Ward coming up next. We've got breaking news as it relates to Le'Veon Bell. For real. Tell you what that is next. And we've got Will Graves from the AP. It's the Crowley Show. He came here to do three things. Drink beer, talk sports, and drink some more beer. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Breaking news now from Ian Rappaport of the NFL. He says that Le'Veon Bell is expected to show up on Saturday. That doesn't make any sense to me. It makes no sense whatsoever. What, you skip a week of practice now? Of game practice? You want to try to collect a game check? I thought it was about preserving your body. That's what the agent made it seem like. If you're going to skip one game, why wouldn't you skip all the games? Oh, I guess the money. We're joined now by Will Graves from the Associated Press as we're live from Heinz Ward Tavern 86. Uh, Graves, thank you for taking the time today, man. Uh, what do you make of the new revelation that perhaps Le'Veon Bell will be back on Saturday. I mean, 850 grand is a lot to pass up, you know. And now, of course, the Steelers have some wiggle room here. They could 
sign him, place him on the exempt list, and he doesn't and say we're not going to pay you for doing. So he could ostensibly fining him for sort of these theatrics. I mean, look, he he's earned the right to do what he wants, but it just I mean, it just seems like a very bizarre game plan. I think. I mean, you know, it's funny you had Hines on, uh, you know, right before, and I heard you guys talking. And it's one thing if you hold out thinking I don't want, you know, the, the contract I have sucks. I want more money. There's no wiggle room for Le'Veon here. Right. You know, the, the, the cap number is what it is. So I think that, you know, it, it makes a difference in a holdout. He's, and technically he's not holding out. I mean, he just hasn't signed Correct. a contract yet. So it, it's, but it just doesn't make any sense. And I think his teammates, you could tell on Monday, you know, Ramon Foster was annoyed. Um, but they understand the business side of things. All those, every, all those guys in the room. However, you know, it's one thing if it's your money at time, but when your money starts to affect their money, and I think that's part of it. I mean, I think, you know, Ramon's in a contract here, right? So let's say, you know, let's say for some reason Le'Veon and Asad's not show up to week eight. Uh, the season is a semi-disaster. They go 10-6. and six. They, they don't get home field in the divisional round. They lose. And, you know, the running game doesn't really ever come together. Well, guess what? Ramon goes looking for a contract, and they're like, well, you're on offense last year that's underachieved. And, you know, I think all those guys, we've talked about this before, understand that, you know, the window for this group, this the core of this group to win, I think this is, as I said last week, this is their last best chance. And when, you know, when you sort of cross the line, and I think, you know, they spent the last six weeks saying, Le'Veon, we got you back, we got you back, we got you back, sort of assuming he was going to show up on Monday. And then when he didn't, they felt a little bit betrayed and blame him. Will Graves from the Associated Press joining us here on the Crowley Show. I wonder how that's going to now work. Doesn't he realize the bad position he put his teammates in to say things about him? I guess they didn't have to say the things that they did about him. But now they have. And if he comes back for week number two, well, that's awkward. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be awkward, you know, for a little bit. But, you know, I, that being said, if it does end up being this weekend and he misses excuse me, one game, maybe two, I don't think it's a season ender. I mean, I think, you know, I remember way before when you were Zygo Crowley in uh, 93, Emmett held out the first couple weeks. They lost both those games. And Jerry said, what do you need? And he paid him, and they went and went and won the Super Bowl again. I, mean, I think that's, you know, it's it's one of those deals where it's going to be awkward. But you know what? If he comes back and, and by week four he runs, he has 158 yards of total offense and two touchdowns. Everybody's going to be like, all right, well, this is just, you know, we're rolling. I mean, that's a narrative that I guarantee you, everyone, including me, will write if that's kind of how it goes down. What happens if James Conner comes out, rushes for 200 yards against Cleveland? Um. Hey, it means the Browns defense not as good as Hard Knocks would have you believe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and B, it means the Steelers have options. And, you know, and, and that, and in the end, that might end up being good for Le'Veon. If he's worried about wear and tear, and the Steelers got a guy that looks like he's ready to go and can handle 20 to 25 carries a game, they become a true committee. Well, in a way, doesn't Le'Veon sort of get what he wants? If he's saving the wear Great and tear, point. the flip side of that is, of course, his numbers. It's not going to be, quote, the best statistical season of his career. Which, when you hit the open market at, at 26 or 27, is maybe not the route to go. So, I, I don't know. Look, I mean, I, you know, I like Le'Veon. He's always been good to deal with in the in the, in the four years he's been here. I find him to be pretty sincere. Um, 
which, you know, is a commodity that can be in short supply in, in locker rooms in general, not with the Steelers, I'm just talking about in general. Um, I just think, like, the way that he's played this, you know, it's funny, Stephen Edgar had a great story today on Fitzfeld and uh, postgazette.com, and he talked about how Le'Veon loves chess. I, I <laughs> He must be a hell of a player because I just don't, you know, the moves that he's making, like, I don't comprehend, so... No, he's not getting good advice, I don't think. Uh, I think that's clear. Will Graves joining me here on the Crowley Show. I said before that my prognosis of the Steelers is that they're going to take a step back this year, and from a 13-3 and team, I could see them being 10-6, and 11-5. and If Le'Veon were to be out for 10 games, I, I think it's more likely that they go 9-7 and than 12-4. and uh, It doesn't sound like that's going to have to be the case any longer. Uh, what do you think their prognosis would be without him? Um, You know... I don't know. I, I think, you know, and as I've said before, I think on the open market, I think Le'Veon is worth what he believes he's worth. The thing is, yes. with the Steelers, they have weapons that, you know, not every team has an Antonio Brown. No, not every team has a Juju as your second option offensively. If James is a guy, look, you know, I'm not sure what he's going to be in the passing game, but if he's a guy that has shown he can run the ball, he might be different. You know, be back of a more of a Mendenhall guy, which means he's going to get. You know, you get one week of uh, 22 and 111, and the next week you'll get 14 and, and 52. <laughs> but he couldn't be effective. I mean, I don't know if he'll take a drastic step back. I think Ben might like it. Ben might have to throw the ball even more. Um, but, yeah, I think it puts him in a precarious position because the thing that Le'Veon is really good at, you know, is helping when they get leads. The reason he had 406 touches last year, one of the reasons is because they led a lot late in games and he was able to get the ball in the fourth quarter and bleed that clock. So, you know, I, they would, they're not as good without him as they are with him. I'm not saying that. I don't know if it would be a, the bottom would fall out. I think they'd probably find a way to have a winning record and be in the mix to the end. But, yeah, I mean, their best case is with him and with him as soon as possible. And he needs to be in shape. But here's the thing that's interesting about this. Yeah. Last summer, he made it a point to go on Instagram, like, every day. Every day. And, and show his workout. Every single day. It was almost as if to say, look, this is a business thing. I'm going to be ready when I got here. And he basically was. We can talk about the week one, you know, that he wasn't great against the Browns. But you know what? They won the game, and it ended up making zero difference in their season. Uh, this time, he has not done that. And he's all about, hey, here's here's, left, here's, you know, here's his daughter. Here's uh, pictures of, you know, here's my latest track. But he has not really offered much in terms of what he's doing workout-wise. And so I think that's going to be an interesting I'm not saying he's going to come in looking like Jerome Bettis, but I just think that it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of shape he's in. Will Graves joining us here on the Crowley Show. Okay, I've been thinking and trying to work out my take with Le'Veon Bell maybe showing up on Saturday here. Do you think the Steelers are petty enough to withhold the pay? Do you think that they would actually use their two-game roster exemption? And I'll follow that up with an addendum to the question. How bad of a public relations hit do they take if they do that, given that already they're losing the public relations battle and they shouldn't be losing the public relations battle? I don't think they are losing the public relations Oh, battle. man, I think the national media is just not getting this the right at all. The national media is also sort of misinformed. I mean, yeah, well, you know, right. I mean, even today, John Slanger, he was asked, he's not a national media guy, but he's an NFL player, <laughs> you know, was asked today, what should they do with Playground? And they said, take hey, it, man. He, I mean, like, he is getting paid. Like, that's not... I don't understand. People can talk about maybe they lowball. Are you talking about in terms of lowballing him? 
over the spring well, leading into I, I, situation I think you and I, I think talking you, about? I think you and I are on the same page. I think they're losing the battle of public opinion, the Steelers are, because people are misinformed. They, they act as though the Steelers can somehow pay him now or that the Steelers shortchanged him before, and I don't think that's accurate in either case. No, I mean, but, but the problem is, you know, when whatever the guaranteed money the Steelers offered is, is you know, and we've seen the reports out there, it was less than what that what Todd Gurley was offered. And if I'm laying on, I mean, ugh, I, like I said, I think on the open market, he is. You tell me a team that thinks they're one or two players away would not sign him that has cap room that wouldn't wouldn't sign him to what he thinks he, he's worth. I mean, if the Jets figure out how to get things done, they got a lot of cap space next spring. You think they wouldn't sign Le'Veon Bell? Fled says I want fifty million guaranteed. They wouldn't give it to him. I think they would. Um, but the flip side is, you know, your initial question was, would they look petty for withholding? If he's not playing, I think they're, you know, if he's not ready to play, I think they're well within their rights to. But the flip side of this is, and this is the part that Le'Veon's agent is the best team to get. The Steelers would not intentionally run the tires off him no. to hurt his future value. Let's remember what happened two years ago in the playoffs. He, you know, he had a big game against the Dolphins. He, he carried them against the Chiefs. I mean, he was the only. I mean, he and Boswell were the, were the you know, James Harrison, you know, being James Harrison on the last play were the reason they got out of Kansas City a lot. Okay, and then what happened? He got to New England, and the wear and tear caught up to him. They're not going. To, the team wants to win a championship more than it wants to piss off Le'Veon Bell. Okay, so they are not going to intentionally, part, you know, overuse him, hoping that he wears down, which would be to their detriment in January and February to get to that point. So that's the part that I am having a hard time, sort of, you know, comprehending on on Le'Veon team's side, on on, you know. From his agent's point of view, I mean, that is hard for me to, to to put together. Will, really appreciate the time as always, man. Good luck with that cough, uh, and sorry. I will. <laughs> don't be sorry. I'll talk to you uh, on Sunday for the ball game, huh? Hey, and next time you go out, why don't you stay out past like seven thirty? Okay? Oh, I was trying to get you off the air before you could dive down my throat for that. Uh, how about how about next weekend for the good old Mountaineers? Sound good? Yes. Goodbye. That's Will Graves from the Associated Press. He wanted to be my drinking buddy this weekend, and I went to bed too early. Coming up next, the Steelers should absolutely use their roster exemption. We got Coach Schmidt right now here on the... No. Oh, coming up next? No. The fourth wall breakdown? Yeah. We have Coach Schmidt coming up in the next segment. Okay. And then you'll get to your Steelers okay. I knew that without that, Tom. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. I screwed my tees up now. Oh, do we? Tom did, not you. Oh, okay. That's not your fault. Damn it, Tom. Man, now Tom's I'm definitely not bringing him on the screen. Now I mean. I'm not bringing him one of these burgers back. I was thinking maybe I might do him a special service and bring him one back. No, I'm not. Not happening. Not happening. Coming up next, I forget. Oh, Coach Schmidt <laughs> for the Duquesne Dukes. He'll be joining us on the Crowley Show. And the Steelers should absolutely use their roster exemption on Le'Veon Bell this week. Absolutely. It's a Crowley Show. Listeners love Adam Crowley. Just between you and me, I believe you're fat, ugly, dumb, and gutless. Just personal opinion. The Adam Crowley Show. When you're done with your program, we can discuss this out in the parking lot. I mean, you're you're a tough guy. On ESPN Pittsburgh. (laughs) Burt Reynolds died today. It's the only thing that could bring me down because we're live at Tavern 86 <laughs> in Cranberry Hines Ward. 
bouncing around. He just joined us on the program. He had a lot of interesting things to say about both Le'Veon Bell and about Mike Tomlin. Uh, it sounded like he agreed with a lot of what Terry Bradshaw had to say about Mike Tomlin. Not in so many words, but he sounded disappointed that the Steelers hadn't gone to or won a championship since 2010. And it, it didn't sound like he was putting that on Tomlin, but he said the expectation around here every year is to go to the Super Bowl, and they haven't done that. And with all the offensive talent, you'd expect them to. So he almost identically, identically echoed the statements that we heard from Terry Bradshaw. He didn't give us the chest bump crap, stuff like that. But he did echo some of the sentiments. As for Le'Veon Bell, he said, don't talk about a man's money. We've done this thing now for two days where I say I don't think it's about the money. I think it's about their teammate having lied to them. Um, but I, I can see where Hines is coming from because in 2005, Hines were held out and he didn't play football for the first two weeks of training camp. The Steelers, they wound up allowing him to get the contract after coming back. We're now joined by Coach Jerry Schmidt of the Duquesne Dukes. Uh, you can check them out on ESPN Pittsburgh. Uh, you can check out the, the radio programs here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Coach Schmidt, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. So, you guys, even your record with the big win over Lock Haven, uh, 45 nothing. So, a lot went right there, huh? Can you single out a few things that you guys improved upon? Well, the, one of the big things was we played at home in front of our home fans up here at Art Rooney and Stadium. It's a great place to play, and that certainly gave us a comfort level. And we got off to a great start and um, just kept rolling and kept clicking. And, I think we execute a whole lot better. You know, that whole thing from week one to week two, you improve the most throughout the season, and I think that that showed for us. What do you have to work on now? I mean, you mentioned being at home. You've got Valpo and Dayton the next couple of games. They're both at home at Rooney Field, so uh, that certainly helps. Uh, even after a 45 nothing win, though, I'm sure there are things that you say, okay, we need to improve upon this, improve upon that. Yeah, there's. Uh, we, got, we have a new quarterback, um, running and running the show so you know he's continuing to get familiar in in a live situation a game situation with our receivers and making the protection checks with our line that's a big part of our offense we're we're pretty veteran around him so it's just a matter of him getting a comfort level and, and getting dialed into what he has to do mentally and making his reads he's got a great arm and he's played you know big time football at FAU so he's used to that kind of thing and uh, doing a good job defensively we We've got a couple of new guys in the defensive backfield that are that are getting same thing, getting their checks down, uh, making sure they're aligned properly, and then being able to make plays real fast when when they come. Uh, I'd say Crawford had himself a game, uh, five catches, buck forty, and then the punt return touchdown, huh? Yeah, he he had a breakout season last year, so we were looking forward to a big year for him. And um, you know, we went up to UMass, and he he had a good game, he had a solid game, but wasn't helped by our overall performance and, and the challenge of going up there and playing an FCS program, but he held his own for sure. And then he, he got here last week, Saturday, and had a great game. Uh, really did some some things that we expected of him and looking forward to that continuing. Valpo coming up next. What challenges do they present to you? i got to tell you, they have a great offense. They spread it out. They throw it around. Their kids really do a great job running routes and catching the ball we saw that last year they put 40 points on us mostly through the air and uh, they're going to challenge our defensive backfield and you know our defensive line's got to get home on the quarterback and put some pressure on them so 
I know they do a great job with their offense, and they're going to score points, so we're going to have to match that and, and try to keep them contained. Coach, really appreciate you taking the time today. Best of luck coming up against Valpo on Saturday. I appreciate you having us on. It's a great weekend for football here in Pittsburgh. Yes, sir. There he goes. That's Coach Jerry Schmidt of the Duquesne Dukes. Uh, got the program moving in the right direction. Uh, they're now 1-1 one one after that 45 to nothing beatdown uh, over Lockhaven. That is a smackdown after getting beat fairly badly themselves in week number one, 63-215. UMass, though, pretty darn good program at that level. Steelers got a pretty darn good program, don't they? They have over the course of their history. That's a terrible transition. Uh, Brian's laughing over here about that right now. I, I will take the transitions however they come, easy or not easy. Uh, bad or not bad, as long as it works. And, well, I guess this one didn't. Um, the Steelers... Oh. We're good. I just had passed out, like, for a second there. You did? Yeah, I'm okay. Really? You sure? Yeah, that was odd. We need to go to break. I mean, is this a serious medical emergency? Did you white out? Like... We're good. You sure? We're good. Yeah. Yeah. See, I hear it in your voice, but I'm no, looking at your, your was, eyes. Are saying no. It was one of those dizzy spells I've had in the past. We're good. We're fine. I'm okay. Should I should I embrace you and comfort you? I would like you to kiss me on the mouth. Why don't we take a break? Oh, I was just leaning in. Yeah, Let's take, a, take break. a break. Now you know what? We're good. We're good. We'll hang around. Look, you need to make a decision and stick with it. Tom, how about we take a break? No, the decision is that Coach Jerry Schmidt comes on at 540. <laughs> That was that for a decision. That's good. How about that? We'll do that. Uh, We got Le'Veon Bell talk the next hour here on the Crowley Show. Might as well stick with it here. I'll fight through it. I'll be good. All right, we'll go to a break. (laughs) It's ESPN Pittsburgh.